You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Blog Talk Radio. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is the Big Ten Powerhouse Podcast, Episode 5, moving along here uh, over the summer. Um, We're affiliated with SB Nation, as hopefully you all know. Um, We cover Big Ten basketball. Um, Today's episode is going to be 100% dedicated to welcoming Rutgers to the Big Ten. Um, And we have a great guest with us today. We have uh, Dave White from SB Nation's Rutgers site. Dave, can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Hanging in there. Good. Uh, do you want to take a second to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name's Dave White. I cover uh, Rutgers basketball for onthebanks.com, which is uh, SB Nation's uh, Rutgers site. Um, I'm also a mystery novelist, so... I kind of wear a couple hats. <laughs> always, <laughs> always fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm excited to uh, chat some Rutgers uh, hoops tonight. Um, I guess, I guess before we get started, um, I'm just curious. I asked, uh, I asked the same question when we had uh, um, Andrew from the Maryland site on. What is the fan reaction to Rutgers joining the Big Ten right now? As I'm sure you're aware. They've been in for, what, almost a month now? Almost a month, yeah, uh, 23, <laughs> 24 days. <laughs> um, the fan reaction is uh, really, really positive, uh, especially from the football end. Um, okay. I think people are re- really excited for, uh, I, don't, I don't know, the, uh, the, the professionalism and the prestige of the Big Ten and um, how things are going to work out, you know, there, I think basketball, there's a little, not much, but a little trepidation just because uh, you're looking at a Midwest league where Rutgers fans, you know, the diehard basketball fans have kind of been used to um, playing in that Eastern basketball, um, New York City, Big East, and then before that, Atlantic 10 basketball. But I think um, people are starting to warm up when now that they see or especially that they've seen the quality of the teams and, and the fact that the it's arguably the best basketball league in the nation right now. So I think that's exciting. Yeah. Um, now, this isn't 100% Rutgers related, but I'm curious if you had uh, saw um, Randy Edsel, uh, Maryland's football coach, had actually uh, commented um, <laughs> basically saying he was excited to leave the ACC um, and go to you know a conference that wasn't a quote unquote basketball conference. Um, did you have any reaction to that at all? <laughs> I am a uh, I'm one of the very few basketball first Rutgers fans, and um, you know it's the kind of thing where Edsel says that because he's looking at you know the Penn States and the Michigans and the Ohio State, these huge football schools, and you know he's kind of getting in the mix with that, and I think. Um, I think that's kind of where Rutgers is going and where they're leaning is, is definitely football first. 
Um, but I mean, what's Edsel going to say? He was in the ACC before that. He was at UConn. He's, he's Randy Edsel. What's he going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Um, Makes sense. Um, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I guess he's never been at a, a. Oh, sorry, but he's never been at oh, a, a football school. So. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I kind of laughed a little bit at that. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure he hadn't thought about it, but. Um, for us in the the Big Ten country, the basketball has definitely been far far stronger <laughs> than the football yeah. lately. Um, uh, I definitely think, um, having uh, gone and graduated from Michigan, uh, we we definitely love our football, but um, the basketball has been really really strong lately. Um, yeah. Which well, I guess Eli is good. such a great coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the depth of the Big Ten, uh, it's it's been great. I mean. Uh, just the coaches, like that's the thing for me is just almost every coach is just. But um, right. yeah, I guess I guess uh, moving back to Rutgers. <laughs> um, well, there's I a, asked, you're uh, a Michigan guy. Oh, sorry, not to interrupt, but you're a Michigan guy. There, there's a Rutgers Michigan basketball connection with Jim Beeline. I didn't even I don't know if you know this, but um, okay. back in 2001, <laughs> when uh, Rutgers had fired Kevin Bannon. They uh, they took their shot at Jay Wright, who's at Hofstra, and Jay Wright took the Villanova job. And their next candidate was Jim Beeline, who didn't want to leave Richmond. He was at Richmond at the time. Didn't want to leave Richmond because his son was still in high school and waited a year and took the West Virginia job. So Rutgers <laughs> had an eye on Beeline. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, worked out well for us. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's interesting. It's always... Uh, it's always kind of cool to watch the, um, you know, the what ifs and you know if they, this team had hired this guy or et cetera. Um, there are plenty yeah, of I Rutgers guess. what ifs in uh, Rutgers basketball. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I guess um, moving a little more to the uh, Rutgers new entrance into the Big Ten. Uh, I had asked the the same question to our Maryland guy, and I guess this will be a recurring theme, but. Um, <laughs> If if you had to select a school or maybe two schools, who do you think is most likely to become a rival in Rutgers, if that will happen in the Big Ten, at least basketball wise? Um, I I think Maryland and uh, uh, Penn State are you know the local guys. There's already some uh, hate towards Penn State on the football end, and I think if Penn Penn State really has that, uh, they seem to be like a year or a year or two ahead of Rutgers in terms of rebuilding. And, um, you know, Maryland's going to come to Jersey and try to recruit. So it's it's those teams, those local, you know, kind of close geographic teams and those teams you'll be doing the recruiting battles with that will probably be your rivals. But it's really tough to say. Um, Who knows, maybe Chris Collins comes in and and steals a kid from Rutgers and kind of, you know, beats him a couple times and kind of grows that hate that way, or, or Rutgers beats, I don't know, maybe they just have Ohio State's number for whatever reason. You know, something like that could happen. Yeah. Could throw another rivalry. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting perspective. Um, going off of that a little bit, now who would you – What is there a particular team or a particular environment that um, you're excited about seeing um, coming into the Big Ten? Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to see Michigan. Actually, I I love watching uh, a beeline team play. Uh, I love his 
it's been a while because I really followed him at West Virginia. Um, I imagine he still throws those junk defenses out there every once in a while, those uh, <laughs> zone presses and stuff, and his offense is just always so impressive. So I can't wait. Uh, I think they're coming to the rack this year, and I, I can't wait to see them. Yeah, it's uh, um, speaking obviously from a decent amount of experience uh, <laughs> for the B-line teams, but um, they are very, very entertaining to watch. I mean, it's they, it, there's no denying B-line's an offensive coach. So I mean, if you like, yeah. you know, offense, he, uh, yeah, those are those are fun teams to watch. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and- Eddie Jordan's an offensive coach too, so the game like that is going to be, you know, 150 to 149 in a 40-minute game. <laughs> Always uh, the kind of games that make Bo Ryan just just want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, okay, um, just to um, move a, a little back, um, what what would you highlight as some of the the best periods or the most memorable moments that you? at least from your perspective, um, in terms of Rutgers basketball? Uh, There's been a couple close calls. Um, If you don't know, if you're you're just kind of coming to this as not a Rutgers fan, Rutgers hasn't been to the NCAA tournament since 1991 when I was in sixth grade. So um, there hasn't been, at least in my lifetime as a Rutgers fan, that many great moments. Um, there was a phenomenal game in the Big East tournament in 1998 where Jeff Billett beat uh, Georgetown on a buzzer beater um, uh, in the second round. Um, They were the last team out, uh, the first team out of the NCAA tournament in 99 the following year. And it really looked like, um, see, the thing that happens with Rutgers, and this is awful to say, but every time they're on the right track, something blows up in their face. So Kevin mm-hmm. Bannon was prob- probably a great coach, great recruiter, and um, he had a scandal uh, and got fired. Um, Gary Waters then took over next, and he had a great year. He uh, They won 18 games with a, a really undermanned roster. And, you know, he looked to be uh, taking his time, but he was building something um, after a couple of recruiting mm-hmm. missteps. And then – he decided that he was going to get caught in a snowstorm and not be able to make it back for a game, and that kind of blew up in his face. Um, Mike Rice, <laughs> we all know the Mike Rice story. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mike Rice, we all know the Mike Rice story. He looked like he was on his way to building a team. And it's just the kind of thing, like, there have been some great, great moments where uh, beating top 25 teams at the rack, uh, going to the NIT finals in, and actually losing to Michigan in 2004. Uh, but they've never really gotten over the hump, at least in my time as a fan, um, where you were just blown away by the team. Like they, So you have great memories of games and you have great memories of players like Jeff Billett and Quincy Doobie, but there was never like an era that stands okay. out. All right. Um, yeah, it's always... It's always interesting to get um, at least a perspective on um, for what you know the people remember. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's always a game that you remember, but I think Rutgers fans are really clamoring for an era or at least a season that you remember. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I guess a little a little more another general general question about Rutgers. Um, what would you identify as a uh, one you know unique tradition to Rutgers that? Uh, Big Ten fans will notice if they uh, travel to a Rutgers home game or see them on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Wow, that's a tough question. The the, <laughs> the basketball traditions have kind of gone by the wayside. I mean, I think what you would see is if you're one of the top schools and Rutgers is competitive, um, the rack, which is the arena they play in, is, is really a bandbox, and it can be one of the loudest arenas um, in the country. Unfortunately, because the team hasn't been great recently, um, the rack hasn't been at full capacity or full power. But I think if Eddie Jordan can build the program into what he wants, that can come back. But um, I, I, traditions are tough. There's <laughs> there's not much that <laughs> that I could sit there and say like, oh, wait till you see the way the team comes on the floor, you know, like or something like that. It's it yeah. really the noise and the raucousness, but that's kind of been lacking. And and Rutgers fans are really hoping that comes back. Okay, um, I guess spinning a little off of that. Um, Rutgers uh, didn't exactly have the greatest year last year, um, as I'm sure you're well aware. Um, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> what do you What do you think uh, went right for the team? What went wrong? Uh, what did you think was surprising? Um, just general storylines of the last season. Wow. Um, what went what, what went wrong was the fact that they lost 20 games and you know got blown out by Louisville by 61 in the last game of the season. I don't think anybody ever wants to see anything remotely related to that. Um, At the same time, what went right was, A, the fact that they actually had a team. Um, There was a time after Mike Rice got fired and before Eddie Jordan got hired that there were only four scholarship players back, and they were actually able to field, I think it was 11, 10 or 11 players. And, you know, they were in games. There were moments where... Uh, you kind of, especially once you got in the conference season where you saw at least part of the vision Eddie Jordan had, especially for the offense, and when it clicked, um, it really looked like team basketball. So I think that's what went right, um, was that you kind of saw Jordan's vision here and there in glimpses, and I think fans are really hoping to see that again. Um, beyond that, uh it, it was just an off season after everything the uh, the team went through. Um, just the, like I said, just the fact that they were on the court was uh, was good. Yeah, um, I I do have to ask, what on earth mm-hmm. happened in that Louisville game? <laughs> wow, um, I've kind of blocked it out from my memory. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Fair. Uh, I'll give you the positive. I believe Louisville only trailed for a total of like three minutes the entire tournament, and two of those minutes were against Rutgers. Um, Beyond that, I I think they were a team that was – Rutgers was a team that was exhausted mentally, and uh, they got to the point where they got punched in the mouth and uh, by Louisville, um, metaphorically speaking, and they just couldn't get back up and – you know, it, it kind of just got away from him. Once it spiraled out of control, there was nothing they could do. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it never surprises me to see a, a team like Louisville um, blow out teams just because uh, the press, I think, really feeds into that. Um, if you get a team to start turning it over and stuff, I mean, you can score at will. But, um, yeah, that, that one, the, the final margin of that one definitely uh, popped my eyebrows. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think they beat Louisville by 40. I mean, uh, Louisville beat UConn by 40 at some point during the season, uh, but it was one of those things that 
Rutgers is just not good enough to uh, to withstand. And it had been such a long season and off season that I, I just think they were mentally done. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I guess uh, uh, moving on more towards this season. Um, how first off, how do you how do you see the team shaping up? Um, and then on top of that, where where do you see them sort of fitting into the Big Ten? Um, as I'm sure you're uh, kind of learning the <laughs> Big Ten ropes uh, as of now, but as of what you know, um, where do you kind of see Rutgers fitting in? Um, well, I, I think in terms of where they fit in in the Big Ten, do you mean like standings-wise or just culture-wise? Oh, I, I, I was talking more standing, but um, yeah, cultural that would be a that'd be an interesting. Uh, question as well <laughs> uh, well I think culturally they they fit in um as as you know they fit the the profile of a big ten school they're a big state school they're they're a top twenty five school in the in the nation and a, a top fifty school in the world and um athletically they're trying to go big time basketball as we we've kind of talked about is lagging behind a little bit um standing wise if they're better than bottom four, they've had a successful season. Um, they have some pieces. They have uh, two seniors who can really put the ball in the hole in Miles Mack and Kadeem Jack. Um, I think if Kadeem Jack kind of keeps following uh, the upgrade that he's been uh, following, he could be an NBA pick. But um, the rest of the team is young. There's a Juco scoring guard in Bishop Daniels who will be in his first year. Um, there's four freshmen, five freshmen coming in. Uh, so there are pieces and there's some talent, but I think a lot of it is um, underrated talent. And I think uh, it does it's getting more towards the vision Eddie Jordan has where he wants to build this into more of an NBA-style team, uh, but mm. it's not there yet and there's a lot of recruiting that has to happen. I think they can knock some people off, um, but, but it's, I, I think – they could they could surprise one or two teams this year, but uh, it's still it's a long process, and Jordan's kind of getting his feet wet and that that sort of thing. I think Rutgers fans are really uh, looking to see how this recruiting class for 2015 shapes up more than uh, uh, the season. I think you're looking for more um, a team that doesn't get blown out every night and um, a team that can uh, surprise a couple conference foes in some uh, in some big battles. Beyond that, I think anything beyond that is gravy. Yeah, um, that was actually that was actually one of the things I was going to follow up with um, in terms of uh, you know being competitive and uh, making you know making a potential you know challenging game into at least a com- competitive game. Um, how do you how do you think the team is going to respond to the the grind of the Big Ten? Um, as I was saying, uh, I think I think that the two biggest things that are underrated about the Big Ten, which I guess it depends who you talk to, <laughs> whether it's underrated. But um, I think the the bottom of the Big Ten is really good. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, North Northwestern was one of the Northwestern and Purdue were some of the weakest teams in the Big Ten, and they still weren't that bad. I mean, Northwestern won on the road against Wisconsin. Um, Purdue actually had some solid wins, and uh, AJ Hammonds is an NBA type talent. Um, and then the other thing is uh, the crowds are actually, I think, vastly underrated. Um, the Big Ten, like, leads in attendance pretty much every year um, outside of maybe Northwestern. Um, 
all the all the arenas are pretty big, um, usually pretty loud. How do you how do you see Rutgers um, responding to the the challenges of the you know and the grind of the Big Ten? Um, there there are a couple answers to that. I think um, I can give you the if answer and the legit answer. <laughs> um, I think the if answer was if this team had held together, if Mike Rice hadn't happened or whatever, and the team had held together, I thought they would have been in a pretty good position to be. Um, middle of the pack. I don't think the adjustment to talent is going to be as big for the seniors and the juniors that much because they did go through that Big East grind when it was that unwieldy 16-team conference. I I think travel is going to surprise them. Um, I think uh, it's more of a grinded-out style. But um, So I think think that's going to hurt them. Um, at least the first year, but uh, I, I think in terms of being prepared for the talent, I, I don't think that that's as big of an issue. Just because, and same for Maryland, just because of where they came from. Uh, I think the travel and and that kind of grind uh, is going to hurt more. Okay, um, I guess I guess this uh, this links a little bit more with a question I asked earlier. But um, do you think there's any team that um, you know, you talked about Rutgers potentially having a team's number. Do you think there's a team that they will have a schematic advantage against, um, you know, as far as that goes? And uh, or, and do you think there's possibly one that is going to just have an advantage against Rutgers? Uh, yeah, I think Wisconsin's going to be a real tough team to beat. Uh, I think Bo Ryan is an amazing defensive coach, and I think he can slow down almost any kind of offense, especially in the regular season. Um so I think Jordan and his team will be up against a uh, really big uh, challenge with Wisconsin. I think that's that's a team that's going to hurt. Um, that said, I think if you look to see who Rutgers matches up well with, especially I don't know enough about um, those kind of rebuilding teams like the, in Illinois or Northwestern or Penn State. I don't know enough about those teams. But I think a team, if you wanted to look for an upset, at home, I think those teams that play a little more wide open, perhaps uh, a Michigan or an Ohio State, um, I think those are teams that Rutgers could surprise uh, a, a little bit just because they'll be able to keep up with them offensively, uh, especially in the next couple of years if Jordan recruits as he hopes he's able to. Maybe not this year. There's there's not a scorer at every position, but um, I think down the line, the teams that play that wide open style as opposed to that grinding style, Rutgers will be able to... Uh, uh, really um, uh, match up well with. But that said, Louisville mm-hmm. was an offensive fight team, and they came in, and you know we all know <laughs> what happened. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, I I can't I can't rip too much on Wisconsin um, for their style of play because uh, this this last year they were one they were very entertaining to watch as much as people joke about them, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it just doesn't outweigh the like, you know, twelve years of just uh, eye gouging basketball. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I remember um, there the it was a couple years in one of the Big Ten tournaments, and uh, I can't remember which player said it. Um, but they were you know facing Wisconsin the next day, and they asked you know what's the most challenging thing about facing Wisconsin, and his answer was um, they just lure you into these shots that, you know, you think it's a good shot to take, 
and then the second you take it, you realize, oh, my gosh, they just tricked me into, you know, taking a, a shot right inside the three-point line or something. And, uh, and you know, I thought about it, and I was like, that's exactly what Wisconsin does. Like, their defense is really smart, and it just bites you into taking these shots that you shouldn't take. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's a challenging thing to play against. So um, I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> Um, yeah, they they just take away so much that that it's tough for anybody to beat them. But uh, I think they would they're going to give Rutgers a real hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess uh, just moving on to a, a few more things as we're uh, starting to near the end of our podcast. Um, I noticed uh, um, I we covered a ton of the NBA summer league this year, and uh, I didn't I didn't notice any Rutgers guys in there. Um, do you? And I know you talked about the recruiting. Um, do you see that changing in the next few years? Um, any potential NBA talent on the team that you think? I know you mentioned uh, a couple guys potentially. Yeah, I think Kadeem Jack has uh, a lot of potential to be a. He won't be a lottery pick, but he can be a late first round, early second round at the top of his talent if he has an unbelievable year. Um, he's really the only one. Uh, Miles Mack is a really good player, the point guard, but he's 5'9". Uh, he, he's not big enough to be in the NBA. Uh, but I think Kadeem Jack, who scored 30 um, in a couple games last year and just really came on at the end of the year and is apparently just the hardest worker on the team, uh, has the potential. Um, Eddie Jordan hired Michael Corrin to uh, be an assistant this year, and O'Corn's a big man, and I think he's really going to work with the big guys, um, particularly Jack. So I think Kadeem Jack is a name to watch. Beyond that, um, I don't think there's much NBA talent on this team. Uh, I think you're going to have to look to the recruiting, and Rutgers is not the team that's going to get many one-and-done guys. Um, Even if they land a top recruit, it's probably a two-year player. Okay. Um yeah, and I guess I guess to just uh start wrapping it up, um you talked about the recruiting. How how uh are the uh Scarlet Knights looking on the recruiting trail? That's an interesting question. They had two commits for twenty fifteen um that committed very early. One was an unknown player from North Carolina, Austin Burnett, who's a small forward. And one was kind of a stretch four from D.C. named Leroy Butts. Um, and when after the Louisville game, Eddie Jordan fired one of his assistants, uh, who was a holdover from the Mike Rice um, era, David Cox, who ended up at, at uh, Rhode Island. And both of those players decommitted. Since then, Eddie Jordan hired uh, Michael Corrin, as I mentioned, and uh, Shoes Matrone, who used to be a, a top assistant at UNLV, and then head, was head coach at Fairleigh Dickinson for a while. And they seem to really uh, be hot on the recruiting trail. They're looking at Isaiah Briscoe, who, if you follow recruiting right now, is one of the top um, point guards or guards in the uh, country. They're hot after him. I don't know that they can land him. Um, Arizona wants him. Louisville has recruited him. But uh, things are optimistic there. I think – see, Rutgers has the worst facilities in the Big Ten – uh, for basketball, and uh, they have a losing tradition. So in order for recruiting to really pick up, um, they either have to get lucky and hope that Briscoe and a couple other guys want to stay home, 
Or they have to overachieve this year. Um, so it, there's potential, but there are no commitments. There's four open scholarships for 2015 without a commitment yet. So it's going to be interesting to watch this summer. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Then that's uh. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Um, I guess one one <laughs> I, final question for you tonight. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> No, I was going to say, I'd love to be uh, extremely upbeat, but it's so early in the Jordan era. I, I haven't got a feel for it yet. There's been a lot of turnover with the Mike Rice scandal. It's almost like you had to throw away last year, um, except mm. it's impossible to throw away uh, a year, <laughs> you know, where recruits see it and that sort of thing. So this is going to be a very telling year. Um, yeah, that's definitely um, the feeling I've gotten. Um, as well. Now, I guess uh, one last question before we go. Um, mm-hmm. What what should Big Ten fans be most excited about with Rutgers joining? Huh. Big Ten fans, you, traditional Big Ten fans uh, should be excited about the fact that they can come to New Jersey and see some uh, New Jersey, New York basketball. There's a, a, a tough-nosed kind of attitude that comes with New Jersey and uh New York basketball that um, I think you're going to see with Maryland and Rutgers, you know, the kind of teams that have been recruiting this area for a long time. Um, It's different, and I'm interested to see how these two teams fit into the Big Ten once the games start. But I think uh, Mm -hmm. Big Ten fans might be uh, a little surprised and uh, pleasantly so. Okay. Well, that uh, sounds great. And I I thank you for coming on and talking about Rutgers and – yeah, thanks for having me. I definitely, yeah, I definitely learned some things <laughs> I didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it'll be it'll be an exciting first season for Rutgers in the Big Ten. Yeah, I've I've re-upped my season tickets. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm hoping for a little <laughs> bit better than last year. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Well, all right. Well, thanks for coming, and uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in to the podcast. Um, We'll be back again soon. I am not sure about the next topic, but um, I'm sure it'll be cool. So uh, check us out, and thanks again to Dave for uh, checking us out. And bye. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> yep. Talk to you later. <laughs> thanks, man.